There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everyone. It's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun and see you later. Welcome to episode 217 of the Rusty Cool Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Alex Newell, and with me today I have... Ben Meredith, Bryn Monroe, Lydia Nicholas, and Helen Gould. And who are you playing? Zolf Smith. Hamid Salah Harun Al-Tahan. Sal Sidebottom. And Azu! <laughs> I'm so big. so big! So big! So unnecessarily big in the best way possible. Um, so, we're a top big Ben... And there's lots of stuff going on. I feel like that's fine as a summary. Does it's does anyone disagree? Here, it is yeah, quite, it's quite busy. A lot, quite a lot happening. So, in terms of giving you a little bit more description, other than just a bunch of stuff happened, I did say a wave of weird happens. So I might elaborate mm. on that if I may mm. a little bit. Cheers. If you'll all remember the Babbage array, of which Zolf is now a key component, by which I mean a, a elaborate uh, tripod for uh, it to sit upon. Uh, what he's saying is, I'm holding it. <laughs> <laughs> In the sky. Oh, in the sky, So, the setup as it currently stands is a a wave of... uh, Have you ever seen the pressure wave for an explosion? Yes. Where if it's far enough away, it's a big enough explosion, you can see that sort of sphere move out. Yeah. So it's that, but it didn't really have a pressure wave that any of the characters could feel. However, interestingly enough, the environment seemed to feel it, like chunks and flecks of stone have sort of been blown off the uh, top of the uh, tower and... Mm -hmm. uh, Lots of dust has been thrown up around it and so on, but it seemed to have no material effect upon all of you. However, you all had a very odd moment of uh, double, triple, then quadruple vision. Uh It all sort of lined back up and then it all, but not instantly, it takes a little bit of a wibbly wobbly and then comes back together. And with it as well, coloration sort of went iridescent within the wave, but it was a wave and then it passed. So as a result, nothing seems to have materially changed, but it did have a certain a, a certain vertigo attached to it, a certain feeling of, whoa, that's odd. How did the plantos react? Did they react? Mm. You know what? I'm going to violate initiative and then go, everyone give me a perception check, and if anyone gets particularly <laughs> high, I'll, I'll, I'll humour you. 21. Oh, natural 20 for my first roll. So that is 31 perception. Ah, I also got 31. 
22. I am afraid that Azu's 31 is better than your 31 by virtue Aww. of getting a natural 20. <laughs> <laughs> yes! In terms of... Uh, I'm going to give this just to Azu, in fact. Yay! Oh. I never get good perception! I'm so happy! <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do seem to react. They don't all go, Oh no! Run away! Ah! But they do all seem to have a moment of, ooh, like every single person, including them, had a bit of a, ooh. Kind of like if any of you have experienced a minor earthquake, that moment of, is this... An, okay, well, whatever it is, it's done now. But I don't know yeah. what that was. That kind of unsurety. So it wasn't, like, staggered for a round or anything. So with that in mind, then, I am going to now take the turn that I was sort of meant to be taking, which is the reinforcements, because they're all on the same initiative turn because of that, and they're all going to be taking their turn. I will make a disclaimer now for all of the hardcore rules fans out there, which is, you may have noticed I've, I've done something which I believe the technical term is unwise, uh, which is grossly overpopulate the map with things that I'm responsible for. <laughs> and to yeah. stop me going completely loopy, what I've done is I've simplified the rules at my end for the NPCs. So you can still change the battlefield, you can still make things happen, but I'm not going to go through super intricate moves for each of them because my brain will explode. And so... I think there's yeah. 30 on the board. 50? There's, there's 24, there's 24 right. tokens on the battle map, and right. Alex is currently responsible for 19 of them. Brin, brin, brin. There are 24 tokens... Visible. <laughs> Come on. Come on now. Okay, with that in mind then, I'm going to be starting with our new reinforcements uh, who are in various stages of quite a decent looking token right the way through to almost a square block of colour. So I will appreciate everyone bearing with me. So all of our reinforcements scatter and clearly were briefed that something was going on and to be ready because they seem to be moving in a very coordinated way. Oh. Ed charges towards the nearest of the creatures and unfortunately fails to connect but is prepped so that it's not going to be able to get past him. Yay! Emika is alongside ready for them to uh, flank. We've got Vasik taking a couple of pot shots at the ones near Azu. Also, unfortunately, rolling garbage. I personally have now not rolled higher than a two. Oh, no. Brutor is ready to swing into action, and Barnes and Carter are guarding the, let's call it, escape route for Azu off the walkway. The eastern walkway. The eastern walkway. Potentially unaware that Azu could just yeet herself vertically, I guess, because you still have fly, don't you? Azu does not have fly, I no. I do not. Topaz oh. has fly. Oh, there we go then. See, look at them helping. You're currently too big for Topaz to carry, I think. I think I would have to carry Topaz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a camel. And at this stage, they are not communicating anything beyond ah or, or variations thereof. Okay. Can we just take a sec to, like, react to Brutal? Because, ironically, I think, like, Cell and... Azu will not have met Brutor in dog form. <gasps> so no, he'll just no, be like, oh point. yeah, sure, there's like a, a, a creature with a, a dog head. That is kind of acceptable. But for Hamid and Zolf... I have no idea that that is Brutor because why would why would the dog that I know now be a person with a sword? But it was a pretty, like, recognisable dog, right? Like Hamid, Hamid is probably the only one who has any context, thanks to Sasha's vision on the mountaintop. <laughs> right. <laughs> At this stage, what it looks like is someone shoved a pug into full plate armour. That's, that's what it looks like. You've got a momentary glance. He's like, that's a pug in armour. Cool. There's too much going on for any of us to question it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. 
Yeah. They, the, the pug in armor seems to be helping. Cool. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what to say. It turned up with Einstein, so you know. Probably on our side. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, the idea that the Einstein would have a pug in armor as a good friend is completely within the realms of possibility. <laughs> you get the distinct impression that the pug in armor is a good boy. That's as okay. far as I'm willing to go <laughs> at this stage. Then uh, Wild is just going to take the turn that Wild is optimized for, which is everyone near me just is better. Oh. That doesn't take his turn. He should be able to do other things. So he can maintain singing and do other stuff. I, I am aware of this. Wild is doing things yeah, that you're enough. not aware of. He is doing. But then visible. again, the the presumption of absolute knowledge is is quite frankly check your lack of true sight privilege there, Bryn. Okay. <laughs> just just I'm just excited for Wild to do visible flashy things. As He's already done a full-blown dragon illusion and is sustaining an illusion back at the lab, so cut the guy some slack. <laughs> In which case then, given the sightlines of people here, some stuff happens that people aren't going to be aware of, and that's fine. In which case, things are going to start getting weird from here. Weird in a way that I like. Weird in a way that involves loads of dice and sadness for everyone. No! Can no. I please get from everyone a will save first. Oh, oh no. Don't really do will. Is Wild Song currently boosting will saves like it was in the garden? Yep, by yeah. three. Cool. I mean, for me, that that makes 35. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I've got Don't 29. Don't worry about it. If I've got all the bonuses correct, I rolled a 15 and I've ended up with a total of 29. Nice. 41. <laughs> Why am I bothering to ask for them? Uh, because cells is six for their actual will, ten, uh, twenty-two. Twenty-two, understood. Thank what you. does cell become? Helen, you need to roll for topaz as well, probably. I do. Oh no! You got no. two characters to take care of. You got to do everything twice now. I do. Like I did with Scrub. You got responsibilities, Helen. <laughs> I've got a topaz to look after at home. Oh no! Okay. Topaz doesn't have the Hero's Feast bonus, but does have the Wild Song bonus. Yeah, but she only got a nine. Oh. Oh. Total? Yeah. Understood. Understood. Bear with me. No! No, you leave my camel alone. <laughs> I'll do no such thing. Okay. Could you please roll me 1d4 on behalf of Topaz specifically? Because I think everyone else hit the DCs, which is which is Really? Fine. Did Cell actually hit a will DC? 21. Yeah, or yeah. Or 22. <gasps> oh my gosh! Folks, I think this might be the first time that Cell has ever hit a will save. They can resist anything except anything. <laughs> Two. Two. Okay, cool. Uh, for the sake of simplicity, we'll say this affects the following people all simultaneously, because I have got the system set up for the NPCs as well. Oh no. So... Topaz, Vasek, Brutor, Barnes, and Carter, I rolled quite poorly. Oh. The following happens to all of them. So the Babbage Way gives another sort of wave out from it. And as it hits Topaz first and then the others, they are hit by it much harder, as if they're hit by that thing that is hitting the environment but not everyone else. Mm. doesn't blow them off the tower, but suddenly they seem as if ephemeral. It's almost shocked away the, the, the solidity of their being. They don't appear to be in pain, 
but to all intents and purposes, they appear almost ghost-like. Oh, they're being transported to different planes. Just turn them non-corporeal. Can I get an arcana check from anyone that has it? I shouldn't be getting these on the fly, but I'm willing to. What about knowledge you're, planes? You're playing nice. Oh, knowledge planes as well. Yeah, actually, please. Both me and Sal have that now. But I've got more in arcana. Fair enough. Fifteen knowledge planes. Fifteen. Fifteen. I have yeah, to ask whether it's five zero or five. Well, uh, it's that kind of a party. <laughs> Thirty-one arcana. Understood. I rolled garbage and only got twenty-one. Uh, Cell. Actually, wait. Forty-one. For forty-one, you've just seen a bunch of people get turned incorporeal, which is a whole thing. Things that you'll know from that, and you will just know this is they're going to be taking 50% less damage from any magic that's on this plane. Good. Anything mundane is just not going to hurt them at all, but that door swings both ways. They're going to be doing less damage and receiving less. Bad. And also, because you rolled ridiculously high, the likelihood is it's going to be a short effect. Um, The idea that something would just be permanent like that is beyond feasible. So you don't know how long it's going to last, but you think it's probably a temporary effect. Cool. Cool. Okay. In which case, then, we are fresh to Azu and technically Topaz. So, because Topaz is acting on your turns, and I think that's going to be relevant. Okay. I'm so sorry I misspoke. It's Azu and what used to be Topaz. Don't you. Don't. Mm, you. <laughs> bad man. <laughs> <laughs> You're so much more generous with me than I deserve, Helen. You know that, right? Yeah. It's because it's because deep down I like you very much. Um, right. Uh, Hamid is flying, right? Yeah. Very much so. He's been zipping around. I'm ten foot above the floor, so my feet are at your shoulder level. Uh, do I know that Wild is there, or do I just know that he's around? As far as I'm aware, according to my trackers, Wild should still be capable of flight. Yep. Oh, Wild can fly. Yeah, the fly spell Hamid cast will have lasted way longer than the fight. And there's not been anything to interrupt that. Yeah. Okay, then, yes, Azu is going to hit the plant creature horrible thing that is directly north of her. Technically, we're getting four attacks, so we're going to hit this and just see if it dies first. You're going to try and hit this. Let's let's be clear. I'm not incorporeal. <laughs> okay, that's... 13 plus 21, which is... Yeah, that's is... a hit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a GM, but that's a hit. Oh, yeah, no, that, yeah. Yeah, Bryn's response was accurate. <gasps> wait, 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 21? Yeah. I'd like to congratulate you, Helen. You've done uh-huh. something that I said you would eventually achieve. Oh, you have, in fact, transcended dice with your attacks. I will require you to roll to see if you fumble. However, you have just hit these creatures as long as that's your modifier. <laughs> just don't worry about it. It's fine. It's more a question of how much damage would you like to do as opposed to whether you hit. <laughs> yeah. In which case, it is 2d8 plus 14. 2d8 plus 14? Yes. Uh, congratulations, your ability to transcend dice continues unabated. <laughs> Please describe how you, w- with ease, just cease this thing from existing. 
Um, I'd like to chop its head off and then have the head and the body both tumble down the clock tower. Understood. Yes, those are both happen. There is a brief foul smell as it catches in the flames beneath you. Ugh. In which case, then, you've still got a whole bunch of stuff you can do besides. Yes, uh, I'm going to hit this one next. <laughs> the one to the south of me, which... Uh, OK, we'll just... We'll just just f***ing hit the thing. Sorry. <laughs> That's a natural one. <laughs> oh, there you go. You managed to miss. You have managed to miss, despite the fact that you don't need to roll dice anymore. Thank you. I need you to know I will give you something nice later for affording me this. This is a very rare opportunity for me, and I, I don't appreciate it. You. Oh, no, you'll have to use your other two massive bonuses on it. I it's will. True. But it is hypothetically possible to get all ones. Which is the dream. Okay, so if I miss on that attack, then I immediately try and take my third attack. Yep. Go on, go on. That is... Um, is it not one? <laughs> it's not one. But the bonus has changed to 16. Oh. So that is 25. Yeah, still hit. Yeah. Where's my 2d8? What's the minimum damage you can roll? 14. You, you, you can transcend dice on this one as well. <laughs> they have they have taken as far as I'm aware the, the right amount that it's fine you 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 can just big on them good any particular flair as you cease this one as well I don't know I'm just all I'm thinking is just bisect them all yeah <laughs> go for it yeah. go for it get that creative with it though. bisect them along different axes yeah. <laughs> oh, I like that I like that and don't be afraid to bisect along depth <laughs> By the end, you should have such an array of images that you could essentially teach a kind of MRI, CT scan <laughs> anatomy class based on what's going on. I like the idea of it being like a cartoon thing where you just see like a haze of like dust and like whirling and then the thing just falls over dead. <laughs> so one thing occurs to me, and I could do with a check-in with you, Bryn. Can you five-foot step whilst taking a full attack? Yeah. Not in the middle. Either before ah, or after. Ah, there we go. In which case, yeah, you, you, you're fine. I think that might be everything if you if that was your full attack then, because you're not going to be able to run away this turn or anything. I am not. I think I might tell Topaz to flee, though. And I think that's a free action to instruct my mount to do something. And your mount will be able to act immediately because the way we're doing initiative. And technically provokes an attack of opportunity but it doesn't matter oh good it's quite hard to punch ghosts it takes a lot of effort yes i'm gonna yell at topaz to get off the walkway thing because even though she is incorporeal that does not mean that she cannot die in which case then i'm allowing you to indicate a direction to flee given that as an incorporeal flying camel every single direction is valid <laughs> <laughs> I want her to flee past me, away from the plant thing. So, towards Barnes and Carter, who are to my right. She, she does still have wings. She can also flee upwards as well as across. Yeah, any direction. Like I said, up, down. You could flee vertically into the tower. It's all good. No, uh, I want her to go this way because also that will mean she is among friends too. Understood. Aww. So, Topaz is now kind of chilling with uh, Barnes and Carter. Yes. Quite the trio. In which case then, Zolf, you are up. I cast Sanctuary on Babbage. Good call. Is there anything further that you're doing? No. Nope. I would say that, Bab as a reminder for you, Babbage, when you were getting your briefing, said you can go above the tower to a degree, but not to just disappear into the sky because proximities are a thing. 
Yep, I'm not moving. Understood. In which case, then, the following happens. A bunch more of our bad guys turn up. Okay. Oh. But before we deal with those, we'll deal with the ones that we've already got. Mm-hmm. In which case, one of them... Oh, is one of them going to try and slash Cell? Come on! Another one takes an enormous leap at Azu. Oh, oh. No, that's not good. Azu doesn't have caustic blood. Manages to land on the walkway. So, sounds like that triggers an attack of opportunity to me. Because mm. Azu has reach. I do have Triggering an attack of opportunity, that's correct. Do I only make the one attack? Yes. Okay. So that is 27 to hit. And... I rolled two twos. So that is a mere 18 damage. It isn't immediately dead. <laughs> Another one tries to leap onto the platform and succeeds, at which point the platform collapses. <gasps> no! Mm. So, who can and cannot fly currently? Everyone except for Azu is fine. Or, or, yeah. or an enemy that we don't care yeah. about. I'm the only one who's not fine. Azu, please give me a reflex save. Oh, <laughs> Helen, you've got loads of hit points. <laughs> got loads of hit so points. Yeah, but it's a clock. It's sharp. And on fire. <laughs> loads of hit points. No. It's fall damage that's the scary thing. Yeah. Time gets us all in the end, Helen. Wow, wow. That just that for sensitivity reasons that needs to be cut for like psychic damage. <laughs> <laughs> that I, as as someone who speaks the English language, yeah, I, I I'm offended. upset. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alex. What's your reflex save? I got a natural one, Alex. I would like to use the feat Lucky Halfling. Yeah! <laughs> Could you please share with us the feat Lucky Halfling? Once per day, one ally, when they roll a, a save, I can, before the GM announces the result of the save, but after they've rolled, I can use this feat to substitute my own reflex save roll for theirs. I have not <laughs> yet announced the result, Bryn. What an excellent use of your feat. Yeah, who knows? As we might have succeeded on that natural one. We don't know, we just don't know. <laughs> oh, oh, 24 total. That's pretty good. Oh, you owe, you owe Bryn something big and shiny. Oh, I and do. And I don't know what. <laughs> so, I'm making a note of that. The platform collapses. It collapses <laughs> under the weight of all of these creatures upon it and tumbles down into the flaming gears beneath, taking all of the ones that were upon it. Wild is fine, still flying, not that you can see him, he's invisible. Hamid is fine, flying, not that you can see him. Oh, no, you can see him, that's oh, fine. Yeah. Azu, you manage to take a leap and catch the edge of the tower, either leaping, actually no, it'd be along the walkway because that's nearest, so you will effectively be hanging off the side on the inside gap. Okay. So is, because it was Hamid's feet, is Hamid like holding Azu up by her collar and gave her just enough purchase to... Yeah, what we'll say, what we'll say that Azu took the leap was like a finger's breadth too short and Hamid was like, yeah, and just gave the tiniest momentum nudge enough to land onto the ledge. just bounced off the back of her head, knocking her forward. (laughs) 
In RQG, halfling yeets you. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I tried to catch you as you left. To realise that was not going to work because I cannot lift Azu even at the best of times, let alone giant Azu. But it did give you just enough of a lift. Aww. And on that, I'm going to take a break, and we'll be back in a couple of minutes because that's a good beat. Just leave Azu dangling by the yeah. fingertips. <laughs> right, she's fine. No, no advert. No, no break. It's oh. all right. All the incorporeal NPCs will help get her up. <laughs> <laughs> Hi everyone, Lydia here from the Magnus Archives, Rusty Quill Gaming, and Chapter and Multiverse. Today, I'm here to tell you about We're Alive Descendants, the sequel series to the award-winning audio drama We're Alive. From Casey Wayland and Wayland Productions, We're Alive is a survival horror odyssey spanning six seasons and 13 years. Set 18 years after the original series, We're Alive, A Story of Survival, follow the harrowing journey of the next generation of survivors in We're Alive, Descendants. Follow them as they discover how the world has changed, how the infected have evolved, and watch them face the conflict sparked by humanity's efforts to reclaim a lost civilization. Join this new generation as they work out how to make sense of this deadly new world before it consumes them and everything they know and love. We're Alive, Descendants will bring together narrative threads from the first six seasons, but it is also a great place to start for those new to We're Alive, and it should appeal to fans of zombie fiction, horror, and survival fiction. Created and produced by Wayland Productions, and executive produced by us here at Rusty Quill, We're Alive, Descendants premieres April 5th, Search for We're Alive wherever you listen to your podcasts or visit we'realive.com or rustyquill.com for more information. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And welcome back. So, with Bryn successfully managing to deny me yet another kill, <laughs> if we look at the total number of hit points that I sh and deaths I should have handed out by this point, it's getting quite high. You don't, you don't <laughs> hurt Azu on my watch, Alexander. <laughs> then I'll just take you first and it'll be much no! easier. Uh, speaking of, I still got a bunch more stuff to do yeah. on this turn. <laughs> oh, God. There's like no. five monsters that we can see there. So we get a further six creatures climb up around the edge. And you see that some of the ones that were already up there that have been doing some movement, but not attacking, start to be doing some odd behaviours. You notice that they're 
their feet that are also roots seem to be starting to take root a bit more. They seem to be preparing for nonsense is what they seem to be preparing no, we're, to do. We're, we're not putting up with that. That's not going to... It is clear that they are all in the southwest corner of the tower uh, is where most of the nonsense seems to be originating. But there's, there's some climbing up the walls on all sides. Yes, they're climbing up the walls on all sides. And I will say as well, for the sake of ease, yeah, that there is fighting happening to do with your NPC buddies. They seem to be keeping the uh, northeast corner clear for you. Cool. But again, it, there's only so much they can do. Especially since half of them are ghosts. <laughs> with that in mind, can I get a person... Zolf, can I get a perception check for you, please? You're the only one who really has the angles. 15. 15, okay. The fight between Apophis and the injured Weave appears to be going not great. It would seem that everything in London is coming to this location and a significant chunk of it is now climbing upon Apophis. <gasps> so Apophis is now trying to keep Gweave, who is wounded at bay, but is also being utterly swarmed. It's like watching someone be uh, attacked, I, I don't know, killer bees or something. It's just innumerable amounts are swarming upon him. He is still fighting, but it's not going well. That's fine. He's got loads of hit points. It'll take him more than 20 seconds to kill him, and that's all we need. <laughs> I like it, but it's cold. Canonically don't like the meritocrats anymore, so fuck <laughs> him. In which case then, Cell, you are up. Yep, gonna throw a first bomb at... So in the southwest corner, there are two of the planty monsters that are next to each other who are putting down roots Yep. on the east side. First bomb will be thrown at the... One, I guess that's the south of the pair. Da, da, da. That is not a hit because Cell rolled a four. Only been a 19. Uh, yeah, that's a miss. But they've got a four, so we'll keep going. Ooh, so that's uh, 17 plus 10 plus six. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's an atrocious roll. Total of 27. Uh, of damage. Yeah, 27 damage. Nice and strong. Yep, and 14 splash to the one next to it. Understood. And uh, that's a sticky bomb, so the one that got hit will get, will take another 14 damage next turn. Let's try and hit again. Ba -ba. Ooh, 15 plus 10. I don't even need to add my bonuses, so that's already 25. But that's a hit, yes. That's a hit. Can I confirm which one you're attacking? I... Uh, the one that's to the north. The one that's to Yeah, the that's north. fine. That is 29 damage to that northern one who's already taken ah. 14 damage. Does it die? Yep. Cool. Yep. And 14 damage. Uh, sorry, the blah is yep. the technical yep. term for death. Cool. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's good. We really need to be precise here. Um, so I, I appreciate the science. And, yeah, another 14 to the one on the south. Uh, yeah, so blah! That one's also blah. Cool, cool. You are very good at dismissing hordes of creatures. Uh, yeah, well, not really anymore. Cell has one more bomb left. Checking range. I don't think that Cell can hit. Anything further from Cell, then? I, it, that was a full attack, so I'm thinking on Yeah. Done! Are you planning something? A green circle's <laughs> appeared on the map. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I would say that that is a, an accurate description of what I'm doing. 
But, but what are you doing, non-vision? What are you doing, <laughs> given that it's your turn? Why don't you let me know? I, there's, that's a big circle you've drawn over almost all of the enemies in... in so, a Alex, I happen to have drawn on the map to scale a 20-foot radius circle. Now, you may well, remember you? from previous episodes, the 20-foot happens to be the uh, specific radius of a spell I used. Uh, rarely, I admit, but I have, in fact, used it before. It's the spell Fireball. <laughs> Sorry, a fireball? Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Slow down. I've been debating internally whether to cast fly on Azu or to try and fireball these enemies. And obviously, you know, there's an emotional choice versus a logical choice. And self-sacrifice is, you know, easy. And, and the risk of sacrificing a friend is hard. But I think Azu's going to be okay. I think Azu has a lot of strength right now and is going to be able to climb... All right. Also, fireball's really satisfying. No, 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 no. That's... <laughs> you've got to disrupt whatever they're doing and buy enough time for this to finish. Everything else is, has to be secondary, even if it might destroy Hamid if this choice is wrong. So Hamid casts fireball. I centred on the point I've picked out on the map, which is to the south yep. uh, southwest corner and catches the two that remain planted and two of the ones that are just appearing over the edge. Yep which would make our entire west and south clear, which is quite cool. 47 damage total, uh, reflex save for half. Okay, let's... I will roll a single save for all of them for the sake of expediency. Let's hope I roll well for me and poor for you. <laughs> uh, what's the DC on the reflex save? 18. <laughs> they all... <blah. laughs> You are all doing distressingly well. Five I might just have to, to deconstruct you all manually at this point. Yeah, you successfully explode a good corner of the tower and take all of them out in a single blast. It's very elaborate and frankly distressing for me, but there we are. Cool. Would you like to do anything else? Perhaps a third or fourth fireball in a single turn? Who knows? Uh, no, that's me. I will stay hovering where I am. In which case, it's our reinforcements turn, and they're all... I'm going to be honest, there's a moment for Azu, even at, at foot height, you'll be able to see Barnes and Carter looking a little confused as they were mid-run to fight enemies that aren't there, and then have pivoted <laughs> to mid-run more enemies that aren't <laughs> there. So as a result, they move up to their nearest as a pair. Oh no, little on incorporeal boys! Which is in the <laughs> southeast corner, for reference. Yes, that is correct. However, given that they're a little bit incorporeal at the moment, it doesn't do a huge amount, <laughs> but it's it's very threatening. It's very threatening for them. Uh, what I would say, though, is you see at the end of their turns, they start to seem to solidify back Ooh. into normality again. Oh, good. Wild, meanwhile, does a thing that you can't see. Making wild invisible is very helpful for them. <laughs> <laughs> In which case, then, everyone please give me a perception check. Ooh, okay. 21. Ah, uh, only a 19 this time. 22. 25. There is a deep, bassy explosion from the distance. Oh. And a mushroom cloud seems to be arising from where the one that got away used to be. Oh, I don't like that. Oh. No, that's fine. That's good. That is, that is Ada Lovelace's, like, plan. Remember that she mentioned? <laughs> oh, no. In terms of scale, we're not talking has destroyed London, but we are talking maybe a city block has gone away. Ooh, that's a it's lot. It's a big boom. A big, big boom. And yes, it is somewhat distracting, but immediately 
followed by another from the Babbage array. Could everyone please give me a will save? Oh dear. Oh, not quite as good as last time. No, me neither. 37. 23. 28. 20. That's fine. Let me do another quick roll for a couple of other people. Do we need Topaz again? Uh, oh, oh, yes, and Topaz, please. Oh. Topaz does slightly better than me and gets a 24. Ooh. Lydia, could I please get you to roll 1d4 for me, please? I can. Oh. oh, this will be relaxing. Yeah. <laughs> I rolled a 1. A 1? Okay. Topaz. Uh, basically, what happens here is a crackling static accompanies the wave this time and the world gets significantly weirder temporarily. That double vision becomes a decker vision, let's say, uh, lots of different colours and the distances between them gets larger. The strength of it is larger and everyone who failed that save, who will be for, for you lot, Topaz and Cell and Azu, Oh. oh no. No, I'm still dangling off the tower. Maybe you'll be lighter. Easier to pull yourself Take up. 40 psychic damage. Oh, okay. As it just goes. <laughs> Does that take from the go. temporary hit points? Yes. Yeah. yeah, 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 it will do. Cool. Now, in terms of our beasties at the top, it does have the added benefit of clearing temporarily all remaining beasties, I believe. Yeah, all remaining beasties, I believe. Oh man, why did I bother wasting my bombs on them? <laughs> However, it does also clearly hit Ed very hard. Oh no. That makes sense. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> but not wrong. Brutor very hard. And Carter seems incredibly hit. Ah, oh. incredibly hit. Weirdly enough, everyone else rolled really, really high. Like, really super high on the will save, so you've gotten lucky there. Um, additionally, Zolf, you get a communication via the Babbage array. Oh. oh. Good. It is Ada. Okay. Oh. And you just, you just get a... Still it. Still oh. Good. Good to hit. Yep, Babbage is on it. At which point, Azu, you are up. You have been hit hard, but are still okay. It's currently... As far as you can tell, there's, there's no enemies. Everything's fine. By which I mean there is an enormous writhing swarm of them immediately beneath your feet, a flame and desperately reaching for you as if from the moor of hell itself, but unable to climb. <laughs> Alex. Thank you. Thank you for that visual. <laughs> Sounds cool. Appreciate that. I'm going to attempt to haul myself up to safety. So because since your I'm strength dangling. check is so ludicrously high... I'm happy yeah. to just say it'll cost you half your movement, but you, no checks. You, you just can. There's, you're, you're at the level of magical strength where you can one-handed, like, one-fingered pull up. So, like, you're fine. Don't worry about it. All those okay. calisthenics paid off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. I knew Azu would be okay. Though it is a brute force thing. You're not doing a triple flip. You're just going... <laughs> yes, I think that is what I'm doing. So I'm just going to move myself... Onto the walkway. Yep. Topaz, by the way, is also now corporeal, so uh, it's it's a squish, but you're fine. Good. This is Kiko, right? Yes. Northeast corner is Kiko. And this is Emeka. Correct. Northeast corner as well. What's the range on channel positive energy? Thirty feet. Okay, so it wouldn't hit everyone who got hurt, but it, given that quite a few people t just took damage, I'm wondering if like. That is what I was thinking, especially because Einstein is out. Mm, yeah, good shout. 
I think it will hit. I think it won't hit Cell, Wild, Barnes, or Carter, but it should hit everyone else. I reckon. Yes, I'm going to do that. Okay, everybody gets uh, only 16 hit points back. Did that get as far as Carter? No. no. Understood. It seems to have gone a long way for what it's worth. They weren't on their last legs or anything, but it seems to have been a very, like, useful move, let's put it that way. A lot of people who were taking a moment looking a bit haggard suddenly seem to knit themselves back together and are still attacking the things, clawing up the walls on all sides. Good. Anything further? Does Einstein wake up? <gasps> he does! Thank you! You're correct! That's why originally I moved that far, because I was going to do Lay on Hands, but Channel Positive Energy is a much better call. Thank you! I totally forgot. Yeah, Einstein wakes up. It was only 16, right? Yeah. Yes. So he still... he. <laughs> so Einstein wakes up to a, uh, like, what, 12-foot-tall Azu just yes. staring 12 down at him? <laughs> and then all you get is a... Ah! 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 ah. Are you you? Yes. What happened? Uh, surprise! <laughs> uh, I think we only have six seconds, so I think that's probably it. That's it. That's all you say. got time for. Einstein wakes up, looks up at a giant, enormous atlas of Azu, and says, "Surprise! Help!" <laughs> well, it's more like surprise help as opposed to surprise, comma help exclamation mark. <laughs> Grammar matters. I'm not good at it. Um, in which case, then, Zolf, I believe you are up. From your perspective, before you do, could you please pass me a perception roll? Because you have an elevated position that's giving you a better view of things. Yes, uh, 28 with a natural good roll. 28. Okay, you're getting a lot of info here, so uh, bear with me. Okay. Ooh. The dust is still in the air from the mushroom cloud that only went seconds ago. You can clearly see a large number of flying humanoids are beelining towards the tower. You think, given the timings, you might get away with it. They might probably arrive after whatever's going to happen is going to happen, given the timings you've been given. Mm -hmm. But they all, like, they seem to be beelining this way. Yep. To the other side, I'm sort of giving you a quick vista view. You can't see London beneath the sort of horde of creatures at this point. The tower is completely swarmed by them from the base right up to the top, which is clear in fairness, but you can't really see the tower at this point anymore. Yep. And Gweave seems to be extricating herself from Apophis. It seems less that she is engaged in a pitch fight. All of her attention seems at the tower, and she is attempting to extricate herself. And because the horde is starting to overwhelm Apophis, you think she might be able to get herself free. She's definitely, though, mortally wounded. Even if she makes it to the top, she's not going to survive this fight. I just think it's useful for you to have that context before making any decisions. Yep. I cast Life Pact on Babbage. Understood. Could you walk us through it? Because I don't think you've cast that before. Yeah, uh, I bind the life force of the targets into a mystical pact. If any target is reduced to fewer than zero hit points, that target automatically triggers the power of the pact. The triggering target drains one hit point from all other targets to have at least one hit point and within 30 feet of the triggering target. These hit points are applied to the triggering target as magical healing. This healing can prevent the triggering creature from dying. If the attack will cause the target to have an amount of negative hit points equal to its constitution score. This healing cannot raise the triggering target above one hit point. Any excess hit points drained from the other targets are wasted. This is basically, grief bees fire at us, I don't immediately die, Babbage immediately dies, I give them a hit point so they don't immediately die. Understood. Cool. Very sensible. Clever. I like that. Um, it's that duration, is a good idea. Its duration is 11 minutes and it can be triggered once <laughs> per round. 
okay, cool. So I'll, I'll tell you what, I've set a reminder. If after 11 minutes of this combat it hasn't triggered, I will I will have to let you know, okay? Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that would only be, what, 110 rounds from now. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think technically if we're both reduced to zero hit points, we're going to try and take hit points from each other and then it just won't work. But basically I'm thinking I will probably have hit points. <laughs> you got loads than, of them. Yeah, I've got loads of hit points and Babbage. I'm going to be interested to less. see how that interacts with Sanctuary if it all goes off. Uh, well, no, Sanctuary is um, doesn't affect area of effect attacks. It's only specific attacks, so it doesn't matter. Ah, fair play. Yeah. In that case, then, a, the Horde may actually gain a little ground, by which I mean 25 further creatures uh, make the top of the wall. There's so many. many. Like, that, they surround the thing. Literally, it's, it's becoming a Moria situation. Mm. However... That might be the least of your worries. Oh, oh no. Cool. More worries. I was like, more worries. As Gweave. Oh, no. Final check. Yeah. So Gweave manages to extricate herself from Apophis, beelines upwards, taking a deep breath. In it goes. She shoots slightly past the tower and proceeds to fire breath. Specifically, Zoltan Babbage. <gasps> I I think in like the the split second I have, kind of curl myself protectively around Babbage. Oh. Yeah, understood. At which point you also feel someone uh, grabbing your shoulders, mm-hmm. holding close and going, "We've got this." <gasps> okay. You recognise Wild's voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just. I hope the idiot isn't here. He's going to die before me. That's a stupid idea, unless he's got some magical guff. But he loves you! Oh. <laughs> it's not relevant right now. <laughs> got a world to say. when it's love, Benjamin! <laughs> Your love is irrelevant. You're please, so please, and anyone, Anna, I love all of you, don't, don't like sacrifice yourself for a for a sweet gesture. Like I, w- I would rather be able to have a pint with you afterwards. Like, <laughs> Lid gets it. Just Lid gets it. Just like just just there. there. The man's made of paper, <laughs> and no amount of love will stop the breath of a dragon. Can everyone apart from uh, Zolfand, presumably Wild, please give me a reflex save? Oh, okay, right. Eighteen. Topaz gets 15. Azu gets 24. Cells is 20. In which case then, Gweave takes a deep breath and rocketing up, explodes fire breath out towards Zolf, Babbage and presumably Wild. Everyone instinctually shades their eyes so that they can't see what's happening. Zolf. I'm astonished. It's within one damage. It's been every time you take 120 fire damage. Oof. Uh, 120. As will, depending. I thing is, is I need the reflex save. I think you're going to make it. Okay. Is is this evil? It's just fire, but you get a reflex for half. Oh yeah. Okay. Basically, you don't get things to remove it apart from your reflex save. So roll well on your reflex save. Well, reflex is my worst thing, and this mm. is a dragon, so it's very unlikely. 24. Not enough. Yep, fine. You um, get hit by 120 fire damage, as does presumably wild, as does Babbage. Okay. Oh my god. But that triggers a bunch of stuff. So walk us through your triggers, Zolf. <gasps> my triggers? What about my triggers? Sanctuary and stuff like that. I mean, no, nothing happens. I go down. I suck a point out of Babbage. It's not enough. 
I'm unconscious. Understood. There was nothing, right. nothing more than that. Understood. In which case, then, yeah, the flames just envelop Babbage, envelop Zolf. Obviously, none of you can see any of this beyond Zolf. You see white. Yep. Obviously. At that point, there is an enormous blast from the roof of the tower. Massive. Absolutely huge. And everything whites out for everyone. Oh. And I'm going to end the episode there. Oh, please let us wake up and Gandalf be there. (laughs) (laughs) If Wilds just martyred himself, I'm going to be furious. (laughs) Yeah, Zolf will never forgive him. Nope. Is is Zolf technically just unconscious rather than dead? I'm on minus three hit points. I have loads of hit points. Yeah, yeah. Although the falling damage might be enough to... (sighs) Into the flaming pit of hell during a large, bright explosion, yeah. In which case, I'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by Rusty Quill and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. Today's episode was directed by Alexander J. Newell and produced by Hannah Preisinger. To subscribe, buy merchandise, or join our Patreon, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us online, tweet us at the Rusty Quill, visit us on Facebook, or email us via mail at RustyQuill.com. Join our community on the Discord or via Reddit at r slash RustyQuill. Thanks for listening. Yeah, yeah. When you've asked things like, "Have you ever seen a pressure wave of an explosion?" and well, "Have TV, you ever experienced a minor earthquake?" and I'm like, I, "No." And yes, there was the famous minor earthquake in Lincolnshire of about <laughs> 2008. Oh. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. It knocked books off my shelf. The only one I could have had was was when Buntsfield exploded, but I slept through that. Yeah. None of my family <laughs> did. But at the risk of oversharing in a way that may get cut. I did once experience an earthquake whilst in a hot tub and was asked whether I had farted. (laughs) (laughs) So profoundly powerful, but I had not, to be clear, but that was the question is, was that you? It's like, (laughs) as fences are moving in the background. It's like, come on, give me some credit. Alex Newell, he of the powerful anus. Fear me. <laughs> My anus has rifling, damn it. After <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. a thousand yards. <laughs> Hello, all. It's Helen here, the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about The Program. The Program audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state, and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying, but our present. The programme is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the programme at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for the programme audio series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and enjoy the episode.